Good evening. I want to talk to you today about analyzing multifamily properties for cash flow. Now, I'm not going to talk about this topic alone today. Today, I brought along a very special guest by the name of Mr. Kurt Warner. Now, Kurt began his real estate investing journey with JFK Properties back in 2018. After spending eight years trading stocks, options, and forex, as well as a failed attempt on his first deal back in 2007, Kurt has become an instrumental part of the success of JFK Solutions Incorporated. Now, along with his two business partners, Kurt has focused his attention on multifamily and commercial properties in Northern Ontario and Eastern Canada. Kurt's strengths and his abilities to analyze properties and uncover opportunities, his calm demeanor and willingness to go after any deal that makes sense regardless of his size. Now, his years of investment experience and expertise have helped him understand how to build and maintain relationships and the importance of finding your why as an entrepreneur. Alright guys, so I have a very special guest today on the show. His name is Mr. Kurt Warner. So how you doing today, Kurt? Doing very well. How about yourself? Doing great. Thank you so much for asking. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today, sir. Thank you. And uh, Tony, thank you very much for having me on your show. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. My pleasure. So let's get the show started here, Kurt. So would you mind discussing how did you get started on your real estate journey? Well, the real estate journey actually started uh, back in 1999, believe it or not. Um, my mom actually moved, which a lot of us do. She moved to a warm climate of St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, um, and we're up in Canada, so extremely uh, good for her to be able to do that. But when she left, she actually had a property that was rented out to tenants that I started managing. And this was when I went to university and I was about, I would say an hour and a half drive away from that property. So I managed that throughout my university career. So that was kind of my very first introduction to real estate. Although I will admit, Tony, I had no idea what I was doing back in 99. Um, hadn't taken any classes, training, worked with anybody, was kind of on the job learning, so to speak. So from there, um, the next venture, I guess you'd call it into real estate happened in 2007 when myself and uh, three other friends decided to purchase a pre foreclosure property. And it was a great deal on the buy side. Uh, we had it appraised at 740,000. Uh, we actually got it under contract for 590,000 and we put no money into the deal. So it was awesome. But because we were young, we we're in our twenties and, um, had egos and, you know, thought we could do everything ourselves. We made a bunch of mistakes, such as not having uh, it staged, not, you know, working with the right realtor. So we ended up holding onto that property for about six, seven months and ended up taking a loss on it just because of the hard money expenses. So, you know, it was a stage in my life where I decided real estate does not work for me back in 2007 and uh, started learning how to trade uh, stocks, options, and Forex in uh, 2008 and through 2009. And I actively traded from 2009 through 2017 and um, got to the point where I realized that trading, although I loved it and enjoyed it, and uh, was doing well. Um, it wasn't something that I could leave as a legacy for my kids or grandkids or any future generations. So uh, 2018, uh, with two of my uh, very good friends, 
I think we were kind of frustrated with work uh, at the same time and we're at lunch and decided that we would start a business and that business was real estate investing. So we uh, formed our corporation uh, in December of 2018 and acquired our first uh, multifamily property in April of 2019. Now, how do you, Kurt Warner, specifically analyze multifamily properties for cash flow? Well, Tony, there's a, it's a great question. It's one thing that I actually specialize in, which is, you know, kind of doing the underwriting of properties. So anytime that, you know, I find a multifamily property, the first, I guess, major quick indicator for me is the cost per unit. Now that's going to fluctuate depending on the market you're in, but a lot of markets that we're looking at up here, we're looking at 125,000 and under cost per unit. And that's kind of the first clue that the property has potential to cash flow with rents getting to market rent. So the other indicators that we look at are, you know, coverage ratio, which is not necessarily for us, but more from the lending side. Right now in Canada, if you have a coverage ratio that is less than uh, 1.25, getting financing might prove a challenge. So the higher the coverage ratio on a property, you know, that is really what we are, what we're looking for. And the coverage ratio is essentially the mortgage payment that you have divided by, um, Sorry, the net operating income divided by the mortgage payment that you have. So if you take your like your monthly income minus your expenses, that leaves you with your net operating income. And then you divide the mortgage payment or the debt service into that. And if that number is 1.25 or higher, then you're likely that you'll find a lender that's willing to finance that property. And then the other one that's kind of a quick one um for us to use is really the one percent rule which is looking at your gross monthly income uh divided by your purchase price and that's something that we want over one percent any higher than that is awesome so those are kind of the key ones that that um, i look at that my partners look at when we are evaluating multifamily and underwriting multifamily properties in order to generate cash flow fantastic i love that so next question, Kurt. Now, what would you say is one of the best ways for someone to determine their real estate strategy? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, I would say it depends on a few things. First of all, um, you have to look at your strengths. Um, are you somebody that loves marketing and social media? Um, are you a great networker? If that's the case, wholesale may be something that's really good for you because that requires building a lot of relationships and also networking with a lot of people, other investors. Um, I would say the amount of time that you have as well. So in our business, when we started out in multifamily, I spent a ton of time looking at properties, analyzing properties. Although we got our first deal in, you know, basically four months from when we incorporated, I looked at over a hundred properties in order for us to close on one. So if you're somebody that is limited on time, then you have to, you know, look at, okay, how much time is it going to take me to, you know, involve myself in the strategy, whether it's wholesale or lease options or foreclosure or multifamily in order to get a deal. So if you're somebody that's limited on time, let's say you have four or five hours a week, Wholesale might work for you, or if you want to be more passive, definitely investing in like multifamily would be good where it's more of a sprint to get to a marathon. So where you might be busy for several months working on trying to find the deal, building a power team, 
But then once you have that property uh, closed, then you hire a property manager to come in place to look after the property, look after tenants, deal with any kind of issues, and really become truly passive. And one thing that I'd like to tell your audience, Tony, is a lot of people hear about being passive real estate investors, and that's absolutely true. It's not a nine to five. It's not like you're working 40 hours a week. But even having a property manager doesn't mean you're absentee owner or an absentee landlord. It just means that you might get an email or a call once a month, once every couple months, if there's a major decision that needs to be made on your property. It's like running a business and being at, you know, the top. You don't necessarily get, you know, brought into all the minutia of that business, but you do have to make the critical business decisions. I love that. Now, next question, Kurt. Now, how do you build and maintain relationships? You know, I remember you mentioned about property management and things like that. And a lot of my audience and my listeners are real estate agents. And uh, so what do you think the best way for them to do to build relationships in the industry? Well, I'd say for for, uh, real estate agents in particular, um, the one thing is always be honest and upfront. Do not pretend to know things you don't know. So if you're looking to work with investors and you've never, you know, worked with investors or done multifamily or commercial, be honest and just say, Hey, you know, I haven't done a lot of this or I haven't done any of this. Um, but I'm willing to learn and this is what I'm going to do to help you. Can you tell me more about your business plan, your business structure and your business strategy? I think anything in business and relationships is about being transparent. Um, you know, nobody is perfect. Nobody knows everything. And one of the ways to bridge that gap is surround yourself with people that do know. So for example, when it comes to uh, the realtors that I work with, um, you know, I'm very clear with my expectations on, you know, what type of price point, how many units, um, you know, when I talked about the KPIs or the, the, uh, key performance indicators that I mentioned that we look at, I'm very clear with what I am looking for and what that allows them to do is to not waste their time. They're not chasing properties that don't fit my criteria and that helps us keep a good relationship. The other thing that helps Tony is um, just common things like reaching out. So if you're an investor, reach out to your power team, see how they're doing. Um, don't just you know keep it all business related. It has to be about building relationships. And on the other side, for your listeners that are real estate agents and realtors, again, reach out to your clients, see how things are going, get to know if they have kids, get to know the kids' names, or if they play sports or anything like that. Because again, people will do business not only with people that are great at what they do, but also tend to gravitate more towards people they actually know, like, and trust. Now, next question here, are you working on any new projects, anything like that, that you're okay talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are always looking at, um, looking for different deals. Um, so we had one, unfortunately, that I wouldn't say slipped through our fingers, but it was a uh, 44 units across a couple of properties. And we we're working directly with the seller. And one thing that I believe in when it goes back to being, you know, honest, transparent, it's also when you're trying to acquire a property. So we were very clear with, you know, what we needed to make this deal work with the seller. Um, but we just couldn't come to an agreement. And because of our approach and relationship, he actually turned around and said he was able to find a buyer for two of the properties and it was a total of four. So he found a buyer for two of the properties, but he actually asked me if I'd be up for wholesaling. 
uh, one of them because the numbers for us don't work. But for somebody, especially in the market that we're in right now with, you know, the higher interest rate environment and, you know, people really struggling to find, you know, something that is six, seven, eight, nine units plus um, that cash flows, I said, absolutely. So right now we're just waiting for, for them to sign back the uh, final offer for us and then we'll start wholesaling that property. And again, that's not our main strategy, but as a real estate investor, the more tools you have in your tool belt, the more knowledge that you have, the more strategies that you understand, you're always able to pivot as the market changes, as situations change, as deals change. Um, so that's really what we're working on right now is just getting that under contract and then continuing to look for other opportunities that are, you know, really larger multifamily, um, you know, opportunities, whether it's a portfolio or whether it's one property. Fantastic. Now, um, next question is, why do you think finding your why as an entrepreneur important? I think finding your why is important because as an entrepreneur, regardless if you're in real estate or you're, you know, in another business, you could be like an Etsy seller. You could, you know, you know, have a podcast that you're trying to, you know, teach people and help people kind of grow their own businesses. You will have tough days. We are human, you know, regardless of how much money you have, no matter how happy you might be in life in different aspects, you will have challenging days. So if your why is not strong enough to help push through those challenging times, those challenging days, a lot of people end up giving up. Uh, one thing that I heard in a podcast recently is that there, you know, is a path or a journey when it comes to being an entrepreneur and an investor. And a lot of times when you hear something new or start a new venture, you're excited. You're eager to get going. Every day you wake up, you're enthusiastic because you're building. You're in that building excitement and growth phase. But every business gets to a point where you hit what you might call the wall, where you've done all this work. Maybe it's months, maybe it's sometimes a year or more. We've done all this work, but you're not seeing the fruits of your labor. You're not getting the results that you anticipated you get. Your business isn't growing. You're not finding the deals. You're not getting the clients. And a lot of people end up quitting at that stage. And a lot of people quit because you know, they start businesses because they are looking to free up time. They're looking to generate more income. Well, while those are great, those aren't enough. Those aren't good reasons to start something. You have to have something that really is a burning desire and a burning passion within you to start something and to actually fight through those challenging times. So that's why I think it's very important to have a why. For some people, it could be the family, it could be leaving a legacy, it could be, you know, mine is right now serving other people. So, you know, anytime I have a challenging day, I reflect and think about the fact that what I'm doing is not for me, it is to help other people. And if I'm not showing up as my best self and fighting through whatever challenging time or challenging day or situation, then I'm not able to serve and help more people. Now, I've been hearing, Kurt, a lot of people talk about, you know, investing and things like that. But one thing that I've yet to hear people talk about is investing in themselves. So how do you invest in yourself? So I invest myself on a daily basis. Um, you know, and investing in yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you have to part with money. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to pay for a coach or a mentor. I invest myself daily by listening to podcasts of other entrepreneurs, investors, and people that really inspire me. 
But I do believe if you want to become a serious real estate investor or entrepreneur, or if you're just somebody that is looking at advancing your career and maybe struggling with different aspects, that there comes a point where you do need to invest in training, in a coach, in a mentor. You know, when I talked about that first deal that I lost money on back in 2007, the reason we lost money is because, you know, uh, we didn't invest in getting the right help from mentors, coaches, and training. And because of that, we didn't do the right things in order to take what looked like a really amazing deal and actually profit on it. So fast forwarding to 2018, one of the things myself and my business partners did once we made that decision to get into real estate, we started taking classes. We started working with mentors and coaches. And because we were able to do that then, it it meant that we were able to move forward, invest in deals, generating cash flow and starting to grow a business. And no matter how far you get in life, no matter how far you get in business and investing, it's important to always look ahead and to find coaches, mentors that are a level or two or even further where um, from where you are right now so you can get their help and insight because you're going to make mistakes. It, it, it's guaranteed. But it's going to collapse time frames if you work with somebody that's made those mistakes already and can say, you know, hey, Kurt, you know, I tried this. This is what I saw. So as you're going through this this process on this particular deal, look for this. Make sure you get a phase two done because now you're getting, you know, into a larger commercial or make sure you ask a realtor this question or your property manager this question so you don't run into this issue. So rather than me having to reinvent the wheel, I just always reach out to people that are, you know, further ahead than me, get their advice, get their counsel. And, you know, hopefully with, you know, their wisdom, able to make the best decisions for me and my business. Fantastic. I love that right there, Kurt, because that's actually how I got off into real estate, honestly, because um, I was on like, it was an app, it was called Score, and I was looking out for mentors. And when I went to Score, and it was an older gentleman, his name is Mr. Tar, and he was like, Tony, you have a really good personality. I think you would do good in real estate. So had I hadn't have tried to reach up to another level, I wouldn't have been doing what I'm doing now. So I love that, and I'm happy that I invested in myself. And that's one thing I always teach my listeners and whatnot, please always invest in yourself. And like you mentioned, Kurt, it doesn't always have to be like expending money out, but it, it's just investing yourself, whether or not it's you learning or watching YouTube or listening to podcasts. So I love this right here, Kurt. Now, next question is, how can my audience connect with you? If they want to keep the conversation going with you, Kurt, how can they connect with you? No, absolutely. And I appreciate the offer, Tony. Um, so in November of uh, last year, myself and a business partner, we actually started a community called Thrive Community. And the goal is to really help people thrive. Our initial focus is right now on real estate investing. So, you know, if anybody wants to find us, um, just look up Thrive Community on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And another way to reach me is, you know, part of my journey over the past few years has been about, you know, self-development improvement and, you know, outside of having kids that play rep sports and, you know, trying to have a social life, investing in real estate uh, in the past few months started three businesses um, trying to find balance in life. So I started another business called Life Balance Mentor, where I specifically try to help entrepreneurs, business owners, investors find balance, because as much as 
we'd like to spend 24 seven or every waking hour focus on growing our business. We have to realize that there's other aspects of life that are important, such as friends, family, health, wellness. Um, so I dedicate myself to trying to help those people not only grow their businesses, but also not forget the other things in life. So Life Balance Mentor, also have a podcast there on all social media is Life Balance Mentor. And people can reach out to me and I do offer, you know, free 30 minute consultations just to try to help people, um, you know, figure out what they can do and what next steps they have for their business and for their lives. That curve, that's amazing right there. Now, do you have any last tips or any words of encouragement for my listeners? I would say, you know, for everybody, it's, it's stay focused, stay locked in. Um, you know, every journey begins with the first step. Um, I did give a talk the other day, I think it was on Saturday, um, to a group of people talking about motivation and how motivation is not what we need in order to move forward. What we need is action. So motivation is something that you can get maybe to last a month, maybe two months, but you need to one, discover your why and two, find out the actions you need to take to get from where you are to where you need to go. So every day, wake up, uh, figure out what those actions are and just take the next step and just keep walking and don't stop. And thank you so much for your time today, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure and talk to you soon, Kurt. Thank you very much, Tony.